everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to The Kelly O Show. Today's show is sponsored by Healthy Origins. For over 20 years, Healthy Origins has been providing top quality supplements and I've been a customer of theirs for over two years and am thrilled to be partnering with them so that we can educate you guys on the why behind taking supplements. You guys know this is something I'm very passionate about. You've probably seen me post most commonly about uh, their fiber. I've always been putting that um, in our coffee every morning. I even got my parents taking this. Um, But that certainly is not the only product that they have. They have a fantastic diversity of top quality supplements. We're going to be educating you guys on these in the coming months because um, that is probably one of the top um, type of questions that I get from the audience is, what do I take? Why do I take it? Help me understand supplements and you know the why behind why we take it. So don't you worry, we've got you covered. And also make sure you tune in because later on in the show, we are going to have a coupon code for you that you can use at healthyorigins.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kelly O Show. I hope you're having a great week. Today we're talking about intermittent fasting and If you've been tuning in to the show for a while, you've been following me on social for a while, reading my blog, watching my YouTube channel, you know that I've been a fan. I've been doing intermittent fasting for the most part. I would say more on than off for the better part of, gosh, I think I, the first time I started doing intermittent fasting was back, I just know it was back in 2009 because I remember, I remember I was doing it when I started my job um, at the, at the agency. Um, I just remember doing it back then. (laughs) There was a specific, specific time that I remember doing it. So I know I was doing it back then when I read Brad Pylon's Eat, Stop, Eat. And I also recorded a YouTube video on that experience. And when I first started doing intermittent fasting back then, you know, to me, it was just so easy. As long as I could have Diet Coke, I was fine. I was like, hey, if when I'm not eating, as long as I can have Diet Coke, I'm fine. <laughs> um, 
but anyway, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of it and it's been something that's easy for me to do intermittent fasting. But the reason that I wanted to do this show today and, and for the record, I am currently doing intermittent fasting with keto. Um, and starting, you know, I feel funny saying this starting next week, uh, because I've actually been saying this for quite some time. Um, I just have not for, for many reasons done it, uh, or implemented it, but I do plan to reincorporate adding in one 24 hour fast per week. Now I've done 24 hour fasts before, and that also is something that is, easy for me to facilitate. And I'm going to talk about the difference both between how to execute intermittent fasting and a 24 hour or beyond fast, and then also the benefits. Um, But back to what I said just a second ago, um, I have been meaning to, and, and my functional medicine doctor really would like me to incorporate one 24 hour fast a week. In fact, I hope maybe what I'll do is it as I record this, it is Thursday. Maybe what I will do is I will start my 24 hour fast this evening after dinner and fast until dinner tomorrow night when we go out to eat. I think I will. I was kind of planning on tentatively doing that anyway, but I just, I, I, I don't know why I haven't done it. I think really the primary reason for not having incorporated um, 24-hour fasts previously for like the past six months, even though I've wanted to, is I've, I've just, over the last, over that time period, I was dealing with a lot of migraine issues. And it's really hard to think about doing anything that's intense on the body when you're dealing with migraines. Um, migraines and headaches, in fact, as I'm looking here on my desk, I'm looking at the phone number for Methodist Hospital and and I'm trying to get back in to see my neurologist because even though my migraine situation has gotten better, I am still dealing with chronic headaches to a degree. The chronic headache situation in my life is not one where I get chronic headaches that are incredibly painful. You know, they're not awful, intense pain. It's just that they're chronic and they're every day. Um, and so they definitely affect my life. And that's something that I will let you guys know. And I, I definitely know that I will be able to get to the bottom of it, but there's something in my life that is causing me to have um, a headache every single day at some point. But I digress. That is one of the reasons that I have not incorporated doing a, a 24-hour fast it was more so that I was getting migraines, but now I feel like I'm okay to start incorporating that. And there are so many benefits from a health perspective. It's not, you know, the, the reason that I'm incorporating the 24 hour fast is, I would say it's twofold. Um, there are fat loss benefits. Absolutely. And that's definitely something I've, I've learned from my doctor. It can benefit my ability to continue to lose fat. Not that I feel I have a lot more fat and weight to lose, um, but there are a lot of health benefits um, and just hormone benefits and insulin benefits to doing 24-hour fasts. So 
the whole premise behind me doing this show today is, you know, I'm, I'm titling this show The Best Intermittent Fasting Schedule. And it's a little, maybe I'm being a little clickbaity with, with that because really what I want to say is if, if, if you're tuning into this show saying, what's the best intermittent fasting schedule? I do want to speak to you because anybody who's looking and saying, what is the best intermittent fasting schedule? Really the topic of this show is to speak to people who, who are searching for things like that, who are saying, what is the ideal? What is the optimal time, you know, intermittent fasting window? What is the optimal? Is it 16, eight? Is it, you know, 24? Is it every other day? Is it, you know, should I, should I do five days on two days off? You know, how do I, is it Brad Pylon's version of fasting? Is it this? Is it that? And I mean, here's the thing. And I will say again, like most, pretty much everything I talk about on this, on this um, podcast, these are my opinions. This is my opinion. I don't proffer myself as the be all end all. I don't proffer myself as an expert. Um, you know, but, but on the other hand, a lot of when I give my opinion on something, I mean, look at my results. And the reason that I wanted to do this show on intermittent fasting is that so many women, women in particular, and I was one of them get so wrapped up in the rules or, or the rules that they think they need to obsess over about intermittent fasting when the truth is you really don't need to, you know, like the best intermittent fasting schedule. There is no best intermittent fasting schedule. There just isn't because the bottom line is like what you need to know about intermittent fasting is this. The reason that intermittent fasting is good and works is that particularly if you've never done it before and you're going to go from being just a regular Joe eating normally to intermittent fasting and you suddenly say, okay, I'm going to stop eating after, you know, eight o'clock and, you know, so, so I'm going to have my eating window be from 12 to eight, you know? So I'm going to have an eight hour eating window, whatever. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't even think about what the percentage windows are anymore. I've just, it's been so long since I've thought about that. Um, I normally get up at, I just, I literally do not think about eating windows and percentages. I get up usually, Steve and I get up at either 5.30 or 6, um, maybe 6.30 when we sleep in. And I get up and I have a cup of keto coffee and, you know, some people might be like, wait a second, that's, is that, doesn't that break your fast? I really, we're going to talk about that. If you're, if, if you are obsessing over that, like, oh my God, doesn't that break your fast? You are thinking about the wrong things when you're intermittent fasting. Like I have a cup of keto coffee and then I have a couple of other liquids between that coffee and lunchtime. Today, I didn't eat lunch until 2.30. That was not planned. It was just the way my day went. Most days, I eat lunch around 1. Um, today, I didn't eat lunch till 2.30, but I was fine. You know, just was busy. Um, and so then tonight, you know, my husband, whenever he gets home, we'll eat dinner. We usually eat dinner around 6.30 or 7. 
Um, I would say that's when I finish eating is seven, seven thirty. But I'm not watching the clock. I really, I really don't think about it. So I guess you could say my eating window is like one, one to eight. I don't know. I, I've, I truly, until I, until I sat down to record this podcast, I have not thought about what is my eating window. Is it a, is it a seven hour window, 12 hour window, eight hour? I really have not thought about it. And it doesn't matter. You know what matters? How many calories I'm taking in. And for, for my sake, what clearly matters is how many carbs I'm taking in, how many carbs I'm taking in and how many calories I'm taking in because that's what's worked for me. And for, for the vast majority of you who are doing intermittent fasting, what intermittent fasting does is when you close your eating window, instead of you getting up at, you know, say your typical person gets up at maybe 5.30 and, you know, you're put you're rounding up the kids, you're starting to eat, you're having coffee, you're having bagels, you know, you're you're eating with the kids, you're getting the kids off to school, you're getting ready for work, then you go to work, you're grabbing coffee at Starbucks on the way to work. You know, if you go through the Starbucks, you grab yourself a muffin. Starbucks alone, just going through Starbucks and if you're not like aware of macros and calories and what you're ordering. Like if you're not a fitness person like the rest of us and and you haven't learned to count macros and look at nutritional information, you could be going through Starbucks and literally grab your average breakfast item or a muffin and a coffee. You could easily order something that totals up to be about eight or 900 calories And that is about two thirds of what you should be having for the day in a caloric deficit. So in other words, like most women I'm guessing should be at about 16, 1800 calories. That would represent a caloric deficit for most women. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the show. I mentioned this earlier, but our friends at Healthy Origins who have sponsored this show have offered everybody who is a listener a discount code so that you can do some shopping. And I do encourage you to do some shopping over at their website, healthyorigins.com. And again, I told you guys, I've been a customer of theirs for several years now, ever since I first heard about them from my trainer when I first hired Alex and went on my reverse diet. That's how I first heard about Healthy Origins because um, Alex told me that I needed to work on my fiber. I really hadn't been tracking how much fiber I was taking in on a daily basis. I had no idea. And then when I did track how much fiber I was taking in, it was abysmally low. Um, So now the fact that I add that eight or nine grams of fiber to my coffee in the morning, that certainly means I shouldn't have any problem hitting, you know, 20 to 25 grams of my goal for the day. Um, And it certainly helps, you know, not certainly not all of you who tune into this podcast are keto, but fiber is definitely something you want to be watching. All of us should be watching that and focusing on that, um, but particularly when you're keto. But of course, when you head on over to healthyorigins.com, there is a wide diversity of products that you should be perusing and adding to your shopping cart. And if you use the code Kelly Alexa, you get 25% off. How cool is that? 
So make sure that you head on over there again, healthyorigins.com, enter the code Kelly Olexa, K-E-L-L-Y-O-L-E-X-A, and you will get 25% off your purchase. That is freaking awesome. You're welcome. Get to shopping now. And then you get to work, you're going to probably have, you know, most office environments have a lot of snacks out. You're going to nibble on a lot of snacks. God, I hate that word nibble. I can't believe I just said that. Um, And then you go out to lunch. If you go out to a typical restaurant and you, again, if you're not aware of things, you could easily consume 1500 calories at lunch and not know it. You know, I remember the first time I started paying attention to calories and I started, you know, if you look at the calories for even just like, uh, you know, your average turkey sandwich or, or whatever, it can be 1200 calories. Seriously, at just an average restaurant, a Panera restaurant, something like that. Then you go out to Starbucks again, you get another drink. If you're not paying attention, you get a caramel macchiato. That's four or 500 calories. Um, then you come home and you have dinner. I mean, you could be, if you're not watching it and you're eating like a normal person, you could be 4,000 calories a day. So if, if that that kind of person then suddenly says, okay, I'm going to go to intermittent fasting and I'm going to have uh, black coffee at, or I'm going to, you know, just let's say I'm going to have black coffee. I'm, I'm not going to have breakfast and I'm going to start eating at one o'clock or 12 o'clock and I'm, I'm going to finish eating at eight because they're going to say, I'm going to have, you know, this eight hour window, whatever. But you, you have lunch and then you have, you have dinner. So you have two meals, whatever. And then you have a snack in between, you know, it, it's hard to have all of the calories that you were having in all of that time in that shorter time window. You're, you're, it'd be hard to shove that much food down your throat in a shorter time window. And really that's what, that's what intermittent fasting does more than what people think about it is people tend to think that there's some magical, you know, that it's more so about what true fasting does longer, longer fasting 24 hour plus fasting creates this thing called autophagy. And if you want to do some Googling about that and see, you know, what that's all about, when you go, I'm now again, please, I'm I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, but my understanding is is that your body has to go 24 hours or more with no food um, to be in a state of autophagy. And that's when you really have this like cell turnover situation and your body is like kind of like a phone or a computer that's been rebooted. That's that's when you have to be really strict about, you know, not having cream in your coffee and, and really not, not breaking your fast. But so many people are running around with intermittent fasting, like freaking out about like, oh, wait, my... I, you know, I, I'm not supposed to have, you know, like my eating window ends at one o'clock and it's 1244 and they're like freaking out that they're going to break their fast early. Let me tell you something. No one gives a shit and it doesn't matter. Okay. So those kinds of things don't matter. 
putting a little bit of almond milk in your coffee in the morning doesn't matter. What matters is the amount of calories you're taking in. So really what you need to understand is intermittent fasting is is a fantastic tool, but at the end of the day, just think it's it's it really is a tool to shorten your window and and you can vary it all you want. Like stop getting hung up on these what's my window and you've got to stick to this window. Like I I haven't worried about that in so long and it's it's obviously been very effective for me. You know what was what was like the key fact. I mean obviously look at me, look at when I was worrying about that stuff, it didn't make a damn difference. It didn't make a damn difference. When I was worrying about whether or not, you know, I was calling a certain friend of mine at the time who actually has a program based on intermittent fasting. And I was asking her if I could put 15 calories worth of almond milk in my coffee. She's like, Oh, I think that's okay. You know, and I was obsessing about that 15, you know, calorie, like it doesn't matter. You know, and the, that program like didn't make me lose fat. And I remember getting like really in over my head after, like, cause I started working out with a trainer and then that trainer gave me more bad nutritional advice. And then after that, I hired a nutritionist and that nutritionist literally made me gain weight. I mean, I, I could go on and on about all of the bad, poor advice that I've gotten over the past years, but you know what? I have to take responsibility because I fell for it and I was was very trusting of the wrong people and it was all good because everything happens for a reason and it all led me to the place where I am now where I've gotten to the right person the right doctor the right diet meaning the right dietary approach that now I now I'm able to teach other women is the right dietary approach for women in their 40s and beyond who have metabolic damage and insulin resistance. Like this is what you need to be doing. It's it's what's going to make the difference, not whether or not you eat at 11:44 or 12:02. Like that that's irrelevant. Stop worrying about it. Stop obsessing about it because all of the obsessing, all of the worrying about stupid silly details that you think matter with intermittent fasting don't matter. And what, what that will do, all the obsessing and worrying about the silly details, that is going to jack up your cortisol so much. It's going to elevate your hormones and, and mess up your hormones so much that that in and of itself is going to do more damage than the actual oh, oops, I, I broke my fasting window at 11.44 instead of 12. Or, oops, you know, I put, some, I put, you know, some creamer in my coffee and I had 50 calories, you know, and I, and I quote unquote broke my fast. Like it, like that, the worrying and the obsessing is doing far more damage than the calories. Trust me, trust me, trust me. So, I really, really, really want you to, like, if there's one primary point all of you who are intermittent fasting can take away from this, it's that. Stop obsessing. Stop worrying about the details like that and understand that really what intermittent fasting does is it 
it puts you into a place where you're at a caloric deficit. It, it shortens the amount of time that you're eating so that you can be in a caloric deficit. And that's really all that matters. Honestly, your eating window and all those other rules, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I have had calories in my coffee and been doing intermittent fasting for so many years, I can't even tell you. And the other thing is, I mean, if you want to know how I do my intermittent fasting, I have keto coffee first thing in the morning. Then I do L-carnitine, which is a liquid. My doc, you know, that's like a liquid supplement. So I have that mid-morning. Then I do exogenous ketones. That's also liquid. Some could, some would consider that, you know, is that breaking my fast? Not, I don't know. It's clear liquid. And then I have lunch. But those are all liquids that I have before before lunch. Now, do I eat any solid foods before lunch? No. But that's the way that I have done my intermittent fasting all of this time. Now, what I do do, and again, I will do my first 24-hour fast starting tonight. So I'm going to have dinner with my husband tonight. When I stop dinner, I will not eat again until dinner tomorrow night. Now, when I do a 24-hour fast, what I will do, and I am going to research this because I do want to see, somebody said something to the effect of, but I I think that that's wrong. I, somebody said, you know, oh, when you're fasting, like when you're doing a 24-hour fast, you can do, I remember reading about this because I tried to do a five-day fast and I made it through two days. <laughs> I did. I made it through two days. That's about as far as I could get. But somebody had said, well, some people do uh, five-day fast and they do bulletproof coffee, like with the ghee in it. And they said something about the fat. Well, that doesn't count or I don't know, whatever. So I don't think I'm going to have my keto coffee. In other words, is what I'm saying. But I'm curious like what that, what the logic is behind that. Like Because the way that I would do a 24-hour fast would be that I would wake up in the morning, I would have that boring as hell black coffee, but I would have, I do have some bone broth and I would still let myself have ketones and then I would have nothing else but ketones, maybe a diet soda, bone broth, and then I would have dinner. So I will let you guys know. Now, on that note, let me close up on the note with 24-hour fast. So again, you know, and I encourage you guys, do some Googling on this um, because, you know, and, and I would, I'm going to have some experts on the show coming up on, um, you know, 24 hour fasts and doing longer term fasting, because this is something I'm going to start incorporating again. It really made me feel good. It has so many health benefits. And my doctor definitely wants me to do this, particularly with all the insulin issues that I have. But again, once you start doing a 24 hour fast and beyond, so, you know, a 24 hour fast, a 48 hour fast, you know, if you can do three days or beyond, you know, I really have no desire to, to, to go beyond that ever again. I think I'd feel like a badass, but I really don't see myself getting there. I really de- definitely started to feel very weak after about 48 hours, but I can do a one day fast. No problem. Like it's just so easy for me. Two days was, I was pushing it by the end of that second day. But anyway, Autophagy is what happens when you do 
you know, when you go beyond that 24 hour mark. And that is what, when your body, again, it's like, and, and I'm oversimplifying this, but the way my doctor described it, it's, it's really, you're, you're resetting your cells, you're refreshing your cells and your, your, their cell turnover. That's the word I'm looking for. That is not what's going to happen when you're doing intermittent fasting. There are benefits to intermittent fasting, but there are even more benefits and long-term benefits to 24-hour fasts and cumulative benefits. So the way that my doctor described Dr. Ruthie Harper, who incidentally, get excited, you guys, I am interviewing her next week. So that podcast show will be going live probably week after next. This is so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys to hear the interview with her. But with every 24-hour fast that you do, there are accumulating long-term effects, health effects for your body. So I'm excited to have some really great experts coming on the show to talk about the long-term effects on your health and on your weight loss and on you know weight loss, fat loss um, with with uh, the longer term fasts. Um, so there are definitely some some health benefits, weight loss benefits to both types of fasting, but they are very very different. And and too often people are mixing up intermittent fasting with fasting and kind of applying the rules for long term fast to intermittent fasting mistakenly. And I I hope that maybe this cleared it up and and. Most importantly, I just want more people to, to go away understanding that, you know, intermittent fasting can be so beneficial and can help so many people lose weight, but like, let's lose the stress around it because, because it's unnecessary. So hopefully this simplifies that for you guys. Hopefully you walk away from this show going, okay, I don't need to be worrying and obsessing about all these things. Cause, cause I did in the beginning, I was obsessing about quite a lot of things. I'm obsessive by nature. Um, but if you guys have any questions, obviously you can leave them in the comments over at the kellyoshow.com. I'm happy to answer questions. Again, I'm not the expert. I'm just somebody that this is what I've learned over time, but I've also learned this by doing a lot of reading and a lot of research. So, um, this isn't just coming out of thin air. But again, hopefully this was helpful. I really appreciate all of you guys tuning in. Um, if you really liked this show, make sure that you are subscribed. And I would certainly love and appreciate it if you guys would take the time, just a couple of minutes, to do a review of the show on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Thanks, everyone.